For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bienvenidos, señores y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast. This episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, football, college football, boxing, golf, and more. Ben Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting, and your favorite casino and card games are available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Ben Online, where the game starts. Bienvenidos, señoras and señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast. This is a very special episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast because guess what? It is our 200th episode. That's right. We have done 200 episodes now where we have broadcast to nobody because we're not sure if anybody watches us or listens to us, but <laughs> it's 200 episodes. Do you believe this? Babyface, congratulations. You did it. You made it to 200. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know why you're congratulating me because this is this is as you can see we have everybody. Well, minus one person that's helped us on this on this road to 200. Um, Lisa Hernandez is the only one that has helped on a couple episodes. She's not here. Um, but everybody else, you see, everybody has been a part of these 200 episodes, and I wanted to get everybody on here, which was a battle to get <laughs> everybody on here at one time. But I wanted to get on to to thank you guys for for obviously for your time most of all and, and for committing to this and, and doing this and you know like I've seen 200 episodes that, I mean that's a lot of episodes right that's like what like 50 hours of time that we've spent together on here or whatever probably more right I'm not good at math but but yeah just <laughs> just for that commitment and I mean 200 episodes like I said I mean that's that's a lot of episodes that we've done and and Obviously, I can't do this alone, and I have all you guys to thank. And so each one of you, I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for, for doing this and 
for putting on this podcast, which I think is the best Dodgers podcast, but I may be biased, but, you know, but thank you guys all, each and every one of you. So I, I was kidding around saying that, like, nobody listens to us or anything like that, but I just want to point out to everybody right now, we hit the number 65 spot uh, earlier today at the time of this recording. Wow. Uh, out of all the baseball podcasts in the USA to let you guys know how much progress we've made. They, it only goes up to 200. So we, when we first started, we never, we never even got within the 200 mark. Okay. And then we started making a little progress and we broke into the 200 and then we would break into a, a hundred. There was one period in season two that I think we got into the late fifties it lasted for a day, but to get here lately, the last few weeks, we have been consistently in the top 100. So it is thanks go to congratulations, go to everybody, not everybody that works on the show, all the, the contributors, all the hosts, but our listeners, we did a live earlier. Uh, we have our, our loyal fan base who, who comes on these on the lives? I mean, I, I have an update. Uh, I don't think Alonzo no, but Sports Empire came back. We, you know, we had not heard for Sports wow. Empire for a year, and he just <laughs> he said, showed wow. up on the live, and and I was so happy. I was so excited to to because Sports Empire gets our wrestling references. So I, I was so happy uh, for that. But uh, yes, this has just been. Uh, I didn't know what to expect when I first uh, joined Babyface and Alonzo on this ad adventure. And to think that we got to 200 episodes, that's that's kind of nuts. Uh, I want to start off with Alonzo because Alonzo's the guy who started this. For those of you guys who don't know this, Alonzo was doing this show by himself. He, he was hosting this thing. He was going solo. I don't know how he did it. But uh, Alonzo, I'll let you share your story. Uh, yeah, we started, Roger and I started, I don't remember how the, the, the connection took place. Um, but it did. And then, uh, and I will be a thousand percent honest doing it by yourself is hard. And it's funny because I, um, had, for those of you that don't know, I come from the touring world. So I had, I had done a podcast with like friends, right. I'd had friends on, um, but it was, it was one thing where like, I'm talking to friends that I toured with. And it's another one you're by yourself talking baseball. Like that's honestly, I don't know how like Vin Scully did it. That's why, like when we talk to uh to anyone that's you know Jaime Harin, those sorts of people, that's why I would kind of pick their brain about it because it's really hard to just make those references on your own. And and that's why I always tip my cap to the the Joe Davises of the world and 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 those guys because literally you have to fill nine innings and thank God there's a pitch clock now. Cause I don't know how they did it before. Um, but it's crazy that we went from all that, like doing post game shows, like after the playoffs and like the world series and stuff to, I remember I was coming back from a business trip and I hauled ass to get home to catch the end of the game. So me, Juan and Roger could celebrate them winning the 2020 world series. Um, and uh, and I was literally like I was so sketched out that I wasn't going to make it home in time because I was listening to the game uh, as I traveled. And uh, and also because of COVID, like that was the other crazy thing is during COVID. Um, but this was kind of how I guess we socialized, for lack of a better term, during then. And then from that to now, 
you know, 200 episodes, it's kind of crazy because now, like, I mean, obviously I've, I've had to step away for family reasons for a little bit, but I'll come back eventually. But, um, but like we, I mean, we talk just about every day. Right. And even that's been weird, like not talking about whatever because of what's going on. But then from there, like some of these guests have become friends, right? Like Joe Kelly friend, uh, Joe Bimo friend. Like he and I talk a lot, uh, via the, the text, Eric Gagne friend, he'll randomly email me, whatever. And it's just like, dude, you, are you sure you meant to send that to me? Like sometimes I, I ask myself that question and, and, and I'm not saying that's a name drop at all. Um, the reason I'm saying it is like, you, you don't realize kind of what to expect with it all. Right. And with it comes relationships that are formulated, right? Like, like Alicia's become a good friend. Juan's become a good friend. Roger's become a good friend. I'm not going to sit here and say that Cody and Boatman <laughs> and Amy are great friends because I've been away, right? But I barely like around. Roger and Juan, so you're fine alone. But don't worry. <laughs> hey, listen, that's, that's the general consensus in the greater Los Angeles area anyway, so I think you're in the majority. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast in and of itself. It I want to be in from that on that one. <laughs> Don't worry, there is a spinoff coming at some point, um, you know, but it's, you know, but even then kind of the stuff we've had, to, we've gotten to do right along the way, like getting invited from, by Fluffy to go to a WrestleMania launch thing was dope. Uh, you know, this year doing Fernando Valenzuela, this kind of episode one of the of the thing, which is a bucket list for all of us. Uh, so it, it's crazy that it, we've gotten to 200 episodes but how much we've also done in those 200 episodes. Um, it's, it's super humbling. So to the 14 people in Israel that listen to us, thank you. <laughs> Without you guys, we would not. I'm really mad, by the way, Juan, that we're not the 69th best podcast. In, in the <laughs> right? I'm so mad about that. You have that no would, idea how triggered I was when you said 65. <laughs> that, that would have been more appropriate. Um so, so I, I joined at, after Alonzo, then we started doing it, and then La Princesa de Picolania came on. So, uh, Princesa, let, share with some of our listeners who don't know how you lost a bet and kind of were forced to hang out with us uh, uh, on the show. Forced is, is a strong word. Uh, <laughs> I was a... Stockholm Syndrome. Right. <laughs> um, I was fortunate enough to be invited as a guest, if you remember. And um, I admit, and this is public knowledge, so I'm not, it's not breaking news or hot take that I have not been a, a fan of podcasts. Um, so I just came on to just blabber on about something we all love baseball. And I was very intrigued because you guys, Bleed Lose is the only podcast that um, has that flavor, like they're focusing on certain themes that were missing from other po podcasts. And so that was fun. And we had, when I think, Roger, was it 15 minutes or I forgot how long we were supposed to go, 20? And we ended up doubling that time, I think. I might have taken it over. Sorry, I tend to talk a lot. That's why I used to get paid to talk for a living. But, um, just been fun and it really has um come at a really great time in my life where I'm slowing down in general and now I really truly appreciate podcasting as a form of you know storytelling of media and so through you guys through bleed low kind of forced me to pay attention to podcasting and now I'm grateful 
and um, I had to step away as well. But it's good to be back, and I so enjoy seeing um, all the contributors, all of the co-hosts. Do you say co-host, or is it a co-podcaster? What do you say? Co-host, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, whatever you want to call it. We'll, we'll go. I mean, uh, try not There's to make no, us like, look too professional here. <laughs> is it an entanglement? No, I mean, what are we calling it at this point? <laughs> whoa, no, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's, that's, other, that's, that's a lot of us, though. Table. A lot of us. Yeah. That's another episode, too. Conspiracy also, also is up... a fitting one for the yes. script, too. <laughs> I wanted to bring up how you quickly got into a wrestling reference, Juan, as soon as you started this um, gathering. And I, I wanted to write down the time, and I did it in my brain, ADHD. But um, I've also learned to love and appreciate wrestling, which I never in a million years thought that that would happen. And now I'm reading a book, um, The Good, The Bad, and The Exotical. And I'm really trying to learn as much as I can because there are still so many references that go over my head. Amy, do you have this problem or are you also a wrestling fan? <laughs> I have not watched wrestling since I was little. I think I used to watch Glow or something oh. like that, like back in the day. <laughs> we used to call it the wrestling ladies and we'd, we'd get like super excited on Saturday mornings, but... Yeah, about my exposure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, the wrestling yeah. thing. The the wrestling thing started because that's what we had in common. Uh, uh, Alonzo, Babyface, and I we we were wrestling fans, and I think the thing in order for this show to be successful, if if I've learned anything from Howard Stern, is you got to be yourself, right? Yeah. So yeah. why not? incorporate the things that we like so wrestling and then tacos and, and and baseball so that that's where the wrestling thing came about uh it's super and, popular <laughs> oh yeah yeah wrestling it. is it, it, wrestling is a thing um boatman okay. now for for people who don't know or forget the boatman is the voice of the south bay lakers okay so like the boatman has he carries weight uh, around here so <laughs> for the boatman to to come in and and help us when he can was great boatman be honest what did you think you were getting yourself into when i was hoping when... for a two-way contract like we're doing the geely but i haven't got that yet um and i mean and i loved it right from the beginning because he started with his hatred of austin barnes and i said this is awesome because i no longer have to be the prince of darkness on this show the boatman is going to come in here with the heat he's going to bring in the hot takes and he's not afraid to take down everybody including noah Syndergaard. <laughs> yeah but I, I've, I've dropped that i dropped that i actually did a full episode with roger the other day and did not mention Syndergaard one so there you go no, look, I, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll say this. I'm really excited. What, where did you say we rank right now? Number 65? Number 65. I'm telling you, I, I think Roger's surprise. I mean, Roger the other day was just like, what's going on? I was like, yeah, maybe they're clicking on our podcast by mistake. Who knows? Now imagine how I... high we'll rank when this show turns into the Shohei show. I mean, it's going to be amazing. That's <laughs> yes. the only reason why I joined you guys. I'm waiting for this to be the Shohei show. You guys will be top 10. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. Uh, awesome. And then another another person who came to help us out as a contributor, and now we've glossed him, we baptized him with the name of Canelo. He is he is the Canelo of the team. Poor Cody is just like, really? It's like past midnight where I'm at right now. I came on the show for this bullshit. Uh, 
but Cody writes, he writes for Dodgers B. Cody also has the Diamond Club. He's got a lot of stuff. Uh, Cody knows. And plus, Cody had to spend like 24 hours in Washington, D.C., hanging out with Bill Plunkett. So like, <laughs> Cody has put in the service. Cody, how did you how did you get involved with this? Honestly, you know, it's like you mentioned, you know, I like I was looking for a place to write about the Dodgers and baseball. And, you know, I've been with a couple other like Facebook blogs and stuff like that, where they talked with the fans and I wrote a couple little articles here and there, but then one I've read Dodgers beat um, briefly. And then I saw there was just a tab that said, Hey, join it. So I just shot an email and then pretty much they got back to me right away. I mean, that happened pretty much like a year ago and to where everything that I've done now with the website, the podcast, and then that entire event in D.C., like, I would have never known that was going to happen, like, a year ago. So um, it's been awesome. Um, it's been great to kind of spread this podcast and this page over on the East Coast because, you know, what we've talked about, like, what do Dodger fans do well? And what have all these uh, these guys say? Like, we are one of the best fan bases in the world. And especially in baseball, I would say we're the number one because – I've seen them take over uh, – Amy's seen them take over Fenway. I've seen them take over Citizens Bank Park. Um, and these are places that are hundreds of miles away from Los Angeles. And um, it just shows – like goes to show you um, what the Dodgers mean not only to to the fans in L.A. but to the country. So um, even here all the way on the East Coast in the small state of Delaware, you know, they still mean a bunch to me. And um, just briefly being on this podcast with everybody here, you know, um, it is different. You know, there's a lot more cultures here. You see that um, a lot more way to be free um, and say your opinions, whether people agree with them or not. But um, we'll say them and hopefully people listen to them. And, and last but not least, La Reina de Playa Larga, who I met in the press box at, at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when it was just uh, Roger and I doing the show and I was like, you know, we I, I need some help over here. I I asked La Reina if she would come on uh, on the show, and uh, she's she's been great. And uh, Reina, I know I gave it. I, that's my version of the story. But why did you agree to come on this show? Because I love baseball and I love what you guys were doing. Like I actually, before I met you in the press box. It was during like the COVID seating where all of us season ticket holders got kind of moved around the stadium. You walked by my section in top deck before I got to go to my actual seats and you were wearing bleed Lose podcast, like everywhere, polo, hat, everything. <laughs> and then I think the next week I saw you in the press box and I was like, Hey, you're on that podcast. And then we just got to talking and I don't know, became friends. And when you asked me to be on, I was a little nervous, but I love baseball. I love talking about it. And I love what this podcast stands for. I love the fact that it's representation because whether it's culture, whether it's, you know, whatever, whatever it means to you as a, as a female, as a Latina, I never feel like I really fit in anywhere, baseball, you know, anywhere. And this place gives me a place to feel like I actually belong. And, and I love that. 
That's awesome. I mean, the fact that, you know, we just made uh, Cody an honorary Mexican and he just <laughs> he just goes along with it. He goes, sure, Tony, no, no problem. Like from that's a Scarface reference for anybody out there. Uh, but uh, look, I, I, as usual, we took longer than what we were supposed to. But this means a lot to us. It's 200 episodes. We are now there's only one Dodger podcast uh, ahead of us. And this I, I just want to say this i think it's very big of us okay the host of that show jeff snyder we had as a guest on this show so we're not afraid to bring our quote-unquote competition on the show and, and and interact with them jeff is very knowledgeable he knows his stuff and Do locked on dodgers is, is a great show but we bring a little different savor uh to to this to this so if you're coming across this podcast for the very first time, you can listen to Jeff's show, but then you can also listen to us. So there are a lot of Dodger podcasts out there. There's a lot of places where you guys can get uh, information on the Dodgers. We are just so thankful that you guys keep listening to us. And I, I do have to pinch myself when I do see that we are in the top 100 baseball podcasts in all USA going up against podcasts that maybe have some more established talent, so to speak, on there. Uh, before I throw it to, to Roger to wrap this up, I just want to, uh, uh, Elisa Hernandez, a big thank you to Elisa. Some of you guys know Elisa does the in-stadium hosting for the Dodgers, but Elisa just recently became the producer for Sunday Night Football for Telemundo. So Elisa's doing big things. So uh, we... <laughs> We can understand why Elisa can't join us, but uh, Babyface, you want to wrap this up? I, I think you said it perfectly. I mean, this podcast is—it just feels different to me. I think we, even though we all talk about the same thing, I think, like you said, we give it a different flavor, right? It, it, we just talk about it differently, I think. And especially, what's very important to me is that we have a female perspective, right? You know, we have Amy and and Alicia on here. And they're bringing their perspective, right? Something that I don't see other podcasts doing. You know, everybody may talk about it, but I don't see people doing it. And, I, and I'm very grateful that we do that because we're all baseball fans, right? And we all learn from each other. And I think it's great to have all these different perspectives on here. So I think that's one of the biggest, the biggest things for me. But I look forward to another 200 episodes and, and big things. And hopefully we crack uh, the top 50. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. But once again, thank Yay. you guys for everything. Yay for being 69 minus four. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> any, anybody want to say any last words uh, before we go to break? Just thank you to everybody. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Without, representation matters. Yeah. Representation Absolutely. matters. And uh, thank you for listening to our <laughs> shitty wrestling takes too. Like that, that uh, means a lot. How funny. We're going to have a lot more. Um, chances and opportunities for giveaways and to get together too so make sure you stay tuned for that yes also stay tuned for the postseason because according to the last live it seems like everybody was begging for live uh post-game shows it, it was i reading that correctly babyface uh no i saw that we'll have to figure out a way to do that but you know we'll do it so basically thought... what, what you're gonna see on here 
is one combination you're up here you is going to be doing post game shows of the Dodgers so make sure you tune in we can either share our joys or we can share our our grief we can do it I'm, I'm sorry go ahead Alonzo I cut you off I was gonna say I thought Roger was about to say no no we're not gonna do them. nobody asked for it that's what it sounded <laughs> like it was going with. that would totally be on brand yes no there, there was I saw one person ask for it so I'm gonna do it and, and Juan and Roger, when do we? When, what? There we go. When do we start? That's all we need is just podcast? one person. When do we start the show, hey? show podcast? Yeah, that's what I'm interested in. The post. Well, let's so ask bad. Amy because Amy's going to be the one hosting that <laughs> because going, Amy's no. the one that wants it so bad, right? Never, never. I'll take all, all I want is for this show to be big in Japan. That's all I've ever wanted in life is to be a big deal in Japan. And if Shohei comes here, there's a possibility. There you go. And look, Alonzo mentioned it, and I don't want to like poo-poo this, but we are big internationally. Like he mentioned yeah. our hermanos in Israel. When like early on in the show, we were like the number one baseball podcast in Israel. That's and true. Then, That's not a bit. That's actually true. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bit. And then our Armenian brothers came and they discovered us, and then we became the number one baseball podcast in Armenia. Yep. So uh, look, this is an international show. Like People want to know about the Dodgers. They want to get that news. And so they tune into the Bleed Lows podcast to get that news. So right. I, anyways, that, that's a big thank you for everybody. Let's go ahead. Uh, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about some Dodger news. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. And making a return visit to the Carne Asada, it's all your guys' favorite Major League Baseball manager, the manager of the Dodgers of Los Angeles, Dave Roberts. Dave, ¿cómo estás, amigo? Uh, todo bien, todo bien. Uh, gracias, gracias. I, I love when you guys show off your Spanish. It, it's, it's so hey, impressive. Pretty good accent, too, huh? Yeah, exactly. Dave, <laughs> look, it, it's been about the team all year long. You have mentioned that it, it's your favorite team. I really want to take the time, though, and talk about what you've accomplished this year. Because I think you get taken for granted. Um, I know you're going to fight me on this, but I think you are in the Phil Jackson uh, stage of managing where people take you for granted. Because... Not only do you have a team of superstars, but this year's team's a little different. You got some, some rookies. So I, I know you're a humble man, Dave, but I, I mean, you got, you've accomplished, I mean, your winning percentage is ridiculous. And I'm not just talking about this year. Your winning percentage is a career. This is your eighth year now. You've won seven divisions. Dave, is it not time for you to win manager of the year? <laughs> You know what? Uh, I want. I, I really appreciate that, man. I, I really do. And and I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, to uh, get be criticized a lot, uh, certainly get uh, credit when it's due. Um, you know, it, I think for me, I really at, at the core, I love baseball. I love the Dodgers. Um, I, I think part of my job is to uh, take a lot of the heat for, for players and um, because the game's hard and that's okay. And I think as, as a fan, uh, I just appreciate the passion that Dodger fans have. Um, so sometimes they can be hypercritical, but I don't take it personal because the truth be told is uh, they don't have all the information. 
And so there's things that happen uh, or don't happen that they don't have all the information that I'm not going to divulge and I'll wear it. And that's okay at times. Um, but I do know that uh, the coaches, the players have my respect and I have their respect. Uh, and I am proud of the fact that, you know, regardless of who you are, you like sports, you like baseball, you love the Dodgers, you know, you watch our club play, they play with passion, joy, and they play the game the right way and they're stand-up men. So I'm, I'm proud of that. And it, and it's noticed, Dave, because friend of the Canesada, Heath Bell, comes on the show reluctantly, gritting his teeth, compliments you and the organization. He tells us all the time, I hate to say this because I hate the Dodgers, but he says it. I mean, what you do is it, it's you make it look easy, but especially with this team, the way that you got how have you ever had this many rookies that you had to help cultivate? Because that's what like everybody here admires the Dodgers organization is how you guys coach these guys up. Uh, I love every bit of it. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that isn't captured is the conversations I'll have with young players uh, in the in the locker room, in the food room, you know, on the bench and, and just talk about, you know, sequencing and building confidence and trust and what to look for. And those for me, I'm a coach at heart. And so I love pouring into players. Um, you know, some of the stuff that gets talked about a lot, th that's not the good stuff. The good stuff is you know, trying to get these guys to grow up in the big leagues and learn how to be a professional. So for me, certainly by uh, some things, unforeseen uh, injury and other things, we're kind of here with these young players and it's been fantastic. And we have a lot of great veterans around to help these guys along. Um, but like I've said, guys, uh, this has been my most uh, joyful season. And a lot of it has to do with how well these guys uh like each other, care about each other, and play for one another. So for me, like all you guys, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it manifests in the postseason. There you go, Alicia. Go ahead. Tell them what you always wanted to say to them. That's, that's literally, that's what I wanted to bring up, Dave, is nobody had the Dodgers in this position. You're not supposed to be here, which makes yeah. this feat Another season of an almost you're one game away from a hundred wins, another fourth full season in a row of a hundred wins. My co-host mentioned the titles, the you know, we are so spoiled as Dodger fans. What is different? I don't want to say favorite about this team compared to last year's team, because last year's team was a machine, right? They yeah. weren't supposed to lose, but this year seems kind of magical. What is it? I, I think it's, uh, you know, there's a couple players that I think are a big part of it. But if I had to pick one person, I would say Jason Hayward. Um, I, I think, you know, a person that has, uh, he's a grinder. He's been through it. Uh, he's a stand-up a guy as you will ever meet. Um, he holds guys accountable. And I think, and I talk to our guys about this a lot, you know, what is a good teammate? A good teammate is not just a person you take to dinner and you hang with on the, uh, uh, you know, in the off season. Uh, that's a friend, you know. A, right. a good teammate is somebody that's going to call you out when you don't want to hear it, and that's going to set the bar high for you and for the ball club, right? And so, Jason is a great teammate. Uh, he's a great friend, and uh, you know, even his shoes that he has. 
it says Los Dodgers on his shoes. <laughs> and for me, it is just so cool where you have a person that just came over for, for one year and hopefully we'll get them out for next year. But to buy into the Dodgers in right. one year, it's pretty amazing. And people just have to follow in line. Um, but Alicia, to your question, I just think for me is we got here in a different way. Um, but I think it's like guys sort of understanding their different roles and they support one another. David Peralta, Miguel Rojas, those guys are gold. Um, and the way they've kind of poured into the young players. So um, it's a combo. We got certainly we got a lot of talent. Um, I think we got great coaches. We got good young players, great front office, and it's just the whole kind of perfect storm. But to do what we do every year, it's uh, I just want everyone in our, you know, our Dodger Nation fans to just like enjoy the ride, man, because we got something special going on. We do. And we can feel it. We talk about it often. And just when it feels like we should be panicking as Dodger fans with all the injuries and everything you as a manager had to deal with. We are still here. You guys get a buy. You get to coast into October, but you're not coasting. You have something coming up special for the fans on Wednesday. And tell us how that came about because that's unusual, right? Tell us about it, Wednesday. Uh, it is. It, October it's, uh, yeah. So Andrew Friedman, uh, president of baseball operations, uh, reached out and was like, hey, what do you think about uh, if we have the season ticket holders, give them an opportunity uh, to come watch us work out. And um, so we're going to do it on Wednesday at five o'clock and uh, I'm excited. I think the players are excited and it just adds a little bit of intensity and it's just something different for season ticket holders to kind of watch us do an inner squad simulated game. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of money on it, the Mookie and Freddie team, and it'll be fun. So uh, we're going to do that. And uh, it's going to be a fun week uh, as we prepare for whatever opponent we have. Um, but I I'm excited, guys. I really am for all of us. So before I hand it back to Juan, I, I don't want you to have to give away any strategy. And I know this is a little unorthodox, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this as a personal question. Friend to friend, if you could only have one game, is it? the seventh or the ninth, the one or the two, this could be Kershaw's last time. We could be seeing greatness for the last time in a Dodger uniform. I don't want that. But which should we choose? Is he going one or two? I mean, we won't tell anybody, right? We'll just keep it right here among the people. <laughs> um, I, I think, yeah, let's keep it here. But I think right. it would be a safe bet. Uh, game one is a safe bet. There you go, Alicia. Buy your tickets for game one then. There, I, no, I won't miss it. I, we, I don't think Dodger fans understand. I, that's something else that we've taken for granted, right, Dave? That Kershaw just, he doesn't have to come back. If he does, what a gift. But this really could be every time he pitches. We need to be there and support him because this is Hall of Famer. This is Kershaw, Dave. This is straight out of Kershaw. Am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, making a big no, deal? you're right. You're right. And uh, there's just not going to be another one like him, you know, who uh, just does things the right way with one team his entire career. 
Um, he's a pro through and through. Uh, the performance, what he's done, what he's meant for the organization. Uh, he and Sandy Koufax are still really close. So I don't take an outing of his for granted. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, Alicia, you nailed it. You really nailed it. Uh, Dave, I want to be respectful of your time. So before we let you go, I just have a couple questions for you. Um, you are an extremely humble person. I mean, this is coming from the man who has the most postseason wins for a Dodgers manager in history. And the guy's only been managing the team for eight years. Uh, it, it's insane. But I loved hearing what you had to say after the game yesterday about you and Kai Correa. Uh, for our listeners, our viewers who aren't familiar with this, uh, but Friday night's game was the first time that we've had Asian American uh, man of Asian American descent managers facing one another, and um, I think Kai got a lot of heat last night, you know, because of what he the call. But then there was a lot of heat where people were just like, "Oh, well, he's never played the game," and to a T, you were so classy in your response giving him credit for the work he did put in to get to the position that he's in. Look, representation matters to us here on this show, Dave. And you mentioned Jason Hayward putting Los Doyers on his shoes. And I know you said that you don't, you don't take the whole responsibility of re representing all of all Asian Americans in major league <laughs> baseball. But the fact that you acknowledged it, there's going to be young people who look at you and see that. And even though you don't bring attention to it yourself, they see it and they say, I can do it because Dave Roberts is doing that. Does that ever really, do you ever give yourself time to think about that? Um, I don't do it very often. Juan. I, I really appreciate you saying that. I think, um, you know, there was a point, I think, uh, you know, uh, in COVID, uh, all the, the, the political, social stru struggle, strife. I think I just, at a certain point, I just got tired of hearing all the negativity. And I just finally realized that I have a voice, a platform uh, to speak out about what's right and, and what's good. And I do think that diversity, equity, inclusion, I really believe in that. And, um, you know, the people that, you know, say that Kai Correa shouldn't be on a major league field because he never played in the big leagues. That's what's wrong in this world, you know, and, and holding people back. And, you know, they have a, a, a woman, a female on their staff as well, who works as hard as any guy. And so I think that, you know, just treating people fairly and giving them opportunities is everything. And so, you know, at home plate, he just came to me and said, Hey, I just want to tell you, I appreciate what you've done to give somebody that looks like me, uh, an opportunity at the major league level. So when I hear that, that's mind blowing because I don't do my job for that. I do my job because I love baseball. Um, it's kind of manifested into bigger and actually quite frankly, more important issues. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate you raising that one. And I kind of, as you see me for eight years, man, I kind of get the narrow day at a time, try not to get too high, try not to get too low, but those moments uh, mean something to me because it is more important than baseball. Yeah. I, I, uh, Dave, I just had to give you your flowers and I really appreciated that answer yesterday. And, and also, I mean, you you're representing two cultures. You're like, this is what society is now today. We're all, we're all a little bit of everything now. So. I'm yeah, we are, we are. And that's the thing is that, you know, the Dodgers are about diversity and, and, and breaking barriers. And so is our country. And, 
I just, you know, right is right. And treating people uh, with respect and love and love is something that people don't want to hear, man. It's like that, that word is hard for people to wrap their head around. And, yes. you know, when they see me as uh, uber positive and relentlessly positive, they just can't wrap their head around that. They're like, this is just not right. Why is he cynical and negative? And um, I, that's just not who I am. And, uh, you know, there's a reason we go out there and play our tails off every night and have fun doing it uh, because me, the coaching staff, and we got a lot of great players that are positive, look at the world that way. And that's a good thing. I, I just want to end it with this because I, I know you won't do it. So I have to beat the drum for you. Your manager of the year uh, award it's due, you know, you, you, it, it needs to come your way. But the fact that you just mentioned what you did, the positivity, the fact that you were able to combine that with the rookies and at the same time have that conversation that we see you with Kershaw uh, on the in the dugout say, no, man, it, it's time for you to it, you've done enough. I, I, how much do you dread that conversation, Dave? Are there certain guys on that team that, you know, like when you tell Freddie, hey, take a day off, man. Come on, dude. Just just take a day off. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That, that's uh those are, you know, you know, you learn to have hard conversations in my job. Um, but I think that I've built enough equity with both those guys to know that, uh, you know, I have their best interests in mind and you never want the guy that wants to come out or doesn't want to play. And, and that's okay. Um, and I've learned you can't take things personal. That's what you want out of guys. And so, um, yeah, I used to dread those Kershaw days because at some point, <laughs> We were going to have those conversations, but you know what? It's worked out great, and I couldn't be luckier to say that I've managed Clayton Kershaw, and, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate, yeah. All right, you got two more games. We're letting you go, Dave. Are we going to see you do the Freddy? Will you chime in, or is that just a player-only thing? So uh, I do let the players do their thing. Um, If Freddy somehow gets two doubles on that 60th double, you will see me rock in the Freddie um, for him for for the Dodger Nations, and I'm going to come out of character and rock the Freddie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, everybody, you guys all got to watch that. We're going to look. Right. So, Dave, thank you very much. Good luck in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> we we hope you bring it home, and uh, thank you for your time. Thanks for having us, guys. Take care, Juan, Alicia. You guys are the best. And a big thank you once again to Dave Roberts, the manager of the Doyers of Los Angeles. Um, look, let's give the flowers where the flowers are drew. The When we're talking about MVP, the real MVP there was La Princesa of Picolandia because La Princesa was able to get the game one starter out of Dave Roberts. Princesa, take a bow. <laughs> no. I wasn't kidding. I really need to know because I can only go to one of the two games here at Dodger Stadium. And I don't want to miss Kershaw. I was not trying to get breaking news. But I'm glad, thank you, to Manager of the Year, Dave Roberts. Uh, At least that's what we're manifesting. For confirming what I said, Kershaw will go number one. It's just legacy, man. He deserves it and it's great leadership I'm just happy that he's going game one and that's the game I'll be at. Uh, you know, yeah. Okay. So I, and we knew it was either going to be Kershaw or, and look, 
we had a very limited amount of time with Dave Roberts. So yes. there was a lot of stuff that we wanted to ask him that we didn't get a, even a yes. chance to get to. So obviously a follow-up to that after he had said Kershaw was it makes sense because of the way the schedule is for the NLDS. Saturday is game one. Sunday, there's an off day. Then you right. have game three, and then you have another off day. Mm-hmm. So by having Kershaw go one in all these off days, if you need to bring back Kershaw, I, I, I think it gives him enough rest that he won't have to go on short rest. I know people will probably are going to be upset and they're going to want, why is it Bobby Miller going um, at game one? But another thing that I know is going to piss off certain viewers and listeners of this show is how we were washing Dave's balls about manager of the year. Look, guys, I don't think this is ball washing. Seriously, I mean, what he has done, and I know that Skip Schumacher of the Marlins of Miami is going to get some love for the stuff that he's done, but Alicia said it. Nobody thought the Dodgers would get to this point. How many people? I mean, I think what they may be topped off at maybe 90 win, 92 wins. I don't think anybody had the Dodgers winning 100 games. Um, I think there is a legitimate argument. And I think you talked about this before with the boatman, right, Babyface? Yeah, because I mean, you look at you look at you take the body of the work, right? And then this is regular season, right? We're not talking about anything that's going to happen in the postseason, right? Take the regular season, right? You're not expected to win. You're not. You're expected to probably compete for maybe that second or third wild card. You're not expected to win the division, right? And then they get decimated, right, with their starting pitching. All the injuries that happen, right? Then you have off-field issues with Julio, right? And still, to to navigate this team to win, they're going to get more than likely 100 wins, right? We, we, they got two games left. I mean, to do all that, through all that adversity, Dave Roberts has to be at that top of that list. Now, Plus, will, will he win, Princesa, do you think? I do not, because... <laughs> They're the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the villains. Nobody wants to give the Dodgers any love, any props from the MVP, from the manager of the year. I mean, last season when Roberts was on his third full season of 100 win games, they were a machine before the postseason, just like Babyface mentioned. No, it was already a given. They gave it to the Mets who didn't do, you know what, in the postseason. So just like they're already giving they meaning MLB, the talking heads, they predicted San Diego to win the division. They were already giving them the World Series. Nobody thought the Dodgers would be here. And I'm not even giving 100 games. I actually, the 100 games just sounds good because what other team has done it under one manager? The Dodgers. And the 100 games on top of another division title and they look good for the postseason. I don't care what anybody says. Babyface, I wanted to add with what you said and why Dave, Fla- Dave Flowers, Dave Roberts <laughs> should get his flowers and manager of the year. He's also managing with those injuries, young pitchers mm-hmm. with veteran guys who are new to Los Angeles, guys that other teams threw away like Hayward. Look how Hayward has thrived, you know? And again, uh, Juan, we didn't have enough time to get into everything we wanted to talk to, but I wanted to bring up how the Dodgers players voted 
Jason Hayward for this year's winner of the Roy Campanella Award, which is voted on by the team. And you have a clear definition of what constitutes the Roy Campanella Award, which is started by our friend of the Carne Asada, Ned Coletti. There's just so much going on this season that Roberts has had to deal with that I don't think other managers have had to deal with. And by the way, you're, you brought up Julio, like that's not fun either. Like he's, we're, we're here as Dodger fans spoiled. And yet Dave Roberts mentioned in the beginning one, did he not? I'm here to take the heat. He knows his role. Go ahead, throw it, shoot the arrows at me. You know, like he knows, and that makes me love him even more. When people come at us and say, oh, you're, you know, washing his balls. Um, I'm like, okay, fine, who do you want? Well, I just don't want him, but who? Who are you gonna get right now that's gonna do better? No one has an answer. So and don't you come at me with, you know, who that just got fired. <laughs> well, well, I look. I I know because when we did the live, all people were already bringing up the Dave Roberts in the playoffs, and the and the and the decision making, and, and you know this year the playoffs, it, what they do with the pitching is going to be very very interesting because right. they are going to have to get creative uh, with what they're going to do right. with the pitching rotate rotation. But a, a couple of things that stood out for me from that, from that interview. And again, because we didn't have enough time, we really didn't get a chance to delve into some of his answers. But when he started off, like you said, Princesa, acknowledging he's aware of the criticism. Yes. I really wanted to ask him about the criticism that Friedman gets the credit. You know, Friedman's the one that pulls the strings on this. And to me, it's like, all right, you guys say that, but I, look, we've seen it. We see how Roberts talks to Kershaw in the dugout. We, who do you think's talking to those rookies? It's not Friedman. Roberts is the one. So when you bring it up, Princesa, the development of these rookies and how he had to bring them up, I would have loved to have talked to him about that. The other thing that I really appreciate him doing this and friend of the carne asada, Rob Bradford told me this a while back and, and I agree with him players in baseball, people that are involved in baseball usually don't like to say things because they hate confrontation. And that's usually yeah. when it's about politics. They don't like to take a stand because they don't want confrontation and you have a whole different mindset in that clubhouse. Not everybody is on unison. Especially in baseball, right? Baseball is exactly. even more close-lipped than the other two major sports in America. So to hear him talk uh, uh, about the Kai Correa situation and how he is a role model in the Asian American uh, uh, community, and, and it's not like Dave Roberts is a peacock and he goes around saying, "Look right. at me, look at me," and he's literally a guy that you can say leads by example and. If you saw the post game on Friday, I, I just I, I commend him because Kai Correa was getting trashed all over Twitter. And I know he was getting trashed because of he challenged that play with Miguel Rojas. But he was also getting trashed from all the people, the old school heads, all the ones that hate sabermetrics. And they were hating on the dude because he never played baseball. So for the fact that Dave Roberts stood up for him. That to me was super impressive. Super. That's that's in line with his character, is it not, baby face? Like when even at his lowest, you know, 
whatever your stand is on how he performs in the postseason, which Juan brought up, he still takes the high road. He is a very classy, very positive person, and he leads by example, right? Absolutely. Babyface, any last words before we wrap this I up? I it's a babyface. Are you still thrown off? Because did I see wax balls or wash balls? I never use that phrase. What's the correct phrase? <laughs> Ball washing. It's all about ball wash. Okay. I guess I, trying, I, I know because I'm a golfer, so I'm like, oh, I should use that phrase. But I think it when I said it, I'm like, that didn't sound right. You know what? <laughs> I had one of our listeners reach out to you to me and say, Juan, I don't think you realize ball washing is not as common a term as you think it is. So I oh. think there's people out there who are not familiar with ball washing. So ball okay. washing is maybe the expression that is used when we're trying to butter someone up and like you know kiss their ass ball washing just sounds so much cooler but baby face the floor is yours with with roberts i think that taking everything aside yes i get the criticism people don't like the way he he manages you know the bullpen or whatever or, or the postseason right but i've always taken that like you know what you're discussing this after the fact right after you know he brings in a player because they're supposed to do their job right and maybe they don't do it that day and then after the fact it's like oh you see you shouldn't have brought him yeah. but if if they if they would have went out there and done their job nobody's saying nothing right you know so right. That's, that's one of the biggest things with that but but the other thing with, with dave is he gets guys to buy in right no matter yes. who the player the superstars right he gets guys to buy in they're all like you mentioned jason hayward there was that game where jason hayward hit a home run right like in the first second inning, and then he pulled him because they change pictures, right? And these yeah. guys aren't pissed off. They're not. They're not complaining. They're doing what they got to do to win that game. And then win. you take, you know, you take other teams, right? That have superstars, but they don't have a Dave Roberts. And I think Dave Roberts is what gets all these guys together and makes makes them gel. So I think that's that's the biggest thing with with Dave Roberts. You know, take like to take everything else aside, just the person he is, the character he is, the manager he is. He he gets all these guys to buy in. Yeah, and, and bottom line, love him or hate him, he's gotten the Dodgers to where they need to be today. You cannot argue that. Whether you like the way he does it or not, he's still here. And I'm sorry, just don't come at us. Like Dave Roberts himself said, enjoy the ride, right? I think he might have been talking to you, Prince of Darkness. Enjoy the ride. Don't, don't, you know, I, it, I, right? I'm just, I'm just helpful. I'm just thankful he didn't call me up because he usually right? sees my face right in front of him during the, the pregame scrums. And he's just like, this guy's always asking stupid questions. But anyways, uh, look, uh, oh, I think we all know who, go ahead. Princesa. I just, this is one thing I wanted to bring up because we ran out of time. Um, his costume for Dodger yes. dress up day. Again, I so badly, but you're right. We're pressed because we just have so much we want to talk to him about. And it's an exciting time going into October. But you know, today was USC versus Colorado. Dave Roberts went viral wearing his costume. Coach Prime, he, speaking of buying in, Dave Roberts got his guys to dress up like Coach Prime's assistant coaches at Colorado and security. It was classic, was it not? And as a Trojan, Except for I one guy. One guy didn't buy in. Did you see that? No. Who? The one guy who didn't buy in was Mark Pryor. He was dressed up as Lincoln Riley. 
because Mark Pryor is a USC alum. Dang it, I missed that. Um, go go back and see the big picture that they posted, the one that you you so angrily were talking about Major League Baseball only posting one picture. And by the way, yeah. we all know Bruce Dar won the costume contest, by the way. They, I mean, Bruce Dar won the costume contest. Can we all agree? Babyface, back me up on this. He won, but I said this earlier too, a close second, Colton Wong. Colton Wong had the... Uh, Colton Wong, the but my vote, Jon Snow... I knew, I, I knew it. I knew it was coming. I knew it. I love Game of Thrones. And he looks like the body double of, anyway, his name's Kit, the real enemy. <laughs> there you the have it. So, <laughs> yeah, on that note, on that note, uh, we all know who won this episode. This episode belongs to the Princess of Picolandia. So uh, anyways, by the way, guys, I just want to remind everyone, thank you. 200 episodes. I, I, I can't believe that when we first started this, that, that we would have made it to 200 episodes. Uh, and the fact that this is Dave Roberts' second time on the show, all yeah. the guests that have come on the show, uh, it, it's, it's just been a fantastic ride. So once again, make sure you guys are subscribed, and not only to the podcast, but to the YouTube channel. We have a lot of content that is specifically to the YouTube channel. And as you can see, we are a show that matters because we get people who come on this show and have to listen to our stupid questions, but they come on. So uh, that being said, Babyface, any last words? And breaking news too, right? So we got breaking news today. So Yeah, uh, yeah. breaking news. So uh, we'll Baby see that. Kershaw Day. Kershaw Day. Kershaw Day. So yo ha sido su servidor Juan Ramirez de parte de mi colega la princesa de Picolandia Alicia Del Valle and Babyface. Nos vemos para la próxima. This episode of the Bleed Lows podcast has been brought to you by betonline.ag where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.